What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much. Please subscribe. Do all the right things. Spread that word around. Hey, the coronavirus has hit us pretty hard. I've come off tour, of course, because I have to. I don't have a choice. I don't really want to. I want to be out on the road on the Red Rocket Tour. If you want to see the dates of the Red Rocket Tour, go to andrewsantino.com. That's where all the dates are. We're rescheduling and changing everything around. The Talia Hall Show in Chicago has been rescheduled to July 25th. I'm going to be there. Chi-town. July 25th, we are rescheduling. Uh, as far as uh, Sacramento and Portland and Seattle, we're rescheduling July 16, 17, 18. Sacramento, Seattle, Portland, 16, 17, 18. Those are going to be up on the site as soon as we get the ticket links. I've also rescheduled uh, Comics uh, Roadhouse in Connecticut for November 5th through the 7th. Hopefully, we're going to approve those dates as soon as we can. We keep changing everything as we go. It's not on us. We're doing our very best. I'm trying as hard as I can to keep up. Uh, and right now, uh, the other date reschedule that we have is Cleveland is going to be moved to July 31st and Cincinnati is August 1st. Um, so go to andrewsantino.com to keep up, see when we put up the ticket links. We're trying our best to make all that shit work. In the meantime, Hey man, I'm working, dude. We're trying guests keep falling out. Cause everyone's like, I don't want to do it. I'm sick, but I'm glad my next guest joined me. Adam Egit is the shit. He's the manager of the comedy store, the booker. He is the talent coordinator. He is the everything my homeboy, and he is unbelievable, an eye for talent that is so underrated. Um, if you want to learn about what's going on with me other than the tour, you want to get uh, involved in the Patreon or uh, check out the podcast, either uh, this or Bad Friends, and all the links, everything you need to know to spread the word is at andrewsantino.com. Uh, again, our Patreon is there. My tour is there that hopefully we're updating, um, and also uh, a bunch of other goodies we're updating on a constant basis, including our store, which has a bunch of T-shirts and all that stuff that you can get right now online. Go to andrewsantino.com for everything you need to know. But for now, enjoy the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again. Today, it is Adam Egit. Adam. I feel like you you should mean it this time. No, no, no. No, honestly, I do, though. You do. All right, Eric cheers do. me because there's no cheers. boost there, and that's against Irish law. Oh, right. Cheers. cheers. I'm drinking cheers. Buffalo Trace. It's delicious. God, I miss whiskey. Ah, some good sauce. I know. You do, huh? I do. How long have you been sober now? Uh, two weeks. <laughs> bad boy. I know, I know. <laughs> Who's a bad boy? I was bad. Um, let me, let me crack this open. Okay. Adam and I have known each other for a while. For people that don't know Adam, Adam currently is, um, the cuck of the comedy store is what they, no, he's the fucking, (laughs) he's the manager of the comedy store, the booking talent head honcho. I don't know. What's your title? What's your bullshit unofficial, like the official unofficial title? No, King Cuck. King Cuck? Yeah. No, uh, talent, talent coordinator. Talent coordinator. Yeah. Adam is basically responsible for, um, Making the lineups at the comedy store. He is responsible for getting bugged every day by comedians about getting spots. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, an, it's a fucking nightmare. It is a bit of a nightmare. But you also have a storied history. People that may people that are big comedy fans know you were the co-host of Norm MacDonald's show on Netflix. Yeah, sidekick. 
Yeah. Do you want to say sidekick? I don't give a fuck. It's not demeaning. It doesn't matter. Dude, sidekick. I, I was a Holocaust denier on there. You are a Holocaust, but, but you don't uh, believe in it. Nah. You know what? When the first time we met and I and you said, I'm Adam Egit, and I said, Are you Jewish? And you said, Yeah, but I don't believe in any of that muckety muck from the past. I do I do recall saying that actually. Yeah. So I do recall saying that. What do you what do you you know what I mean? All right, fair enough. You're a denier. Fair enough. Uh, you're a Holocaust denier on the show. Uh-huh. You also blew guys under a bridge for... Uh, j- uh, jacked off. Jacked them off. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. For how yeah. much? Uh, $15 a man. Pretty good take. Not bad. Pretty good Especially take. Especially if you take into account this was years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, yeah, the, in, with inflation, it's probably worth 50 or 60 bucks. At least. Not bad. So you, so I met you because of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to dabble into your background. People are... People genuinely, and I mean this, are interested in how this process works of like the, the store. Show? Yeah. Yeah. So for, for, for people that aren't comedy fans, um, this check out now. I mean, it'll we don't have to all talk about comedy the whole time, but yeah. this is gonna be a good portion of it because even I'm interested. So okay. I know you were at the Tempe Improv. Yeah. Uh, I went to Arizona State. I frequented the Tempe Improv, never as a only as a patron. And what years were you there again? I was in Arizona State from 2002 to 2006. Oh, okay. So we probably had a little bit of overlap. Yeah, I got were... there right around 2005 or six. And what did you do there? I was the first. I was a, a server, and then I was a manager. You re- you do you served? I did. There's no way people tipped you. Uh, people tipped me often and uh, liberally. Really? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hit the hit the sign again, and you're dead. <laughs> People people tipped you a lot. Yeah, fuck yeah, I was a great server. Why? I really you, was a good talk, server. You, you, you talked a good game. Uh, I think I was just I didn't do the whole bullshit like, hey, how are you? I no, you were just. I was just genuine. Straight. I was like, what do you guys want? Why did you move to Arizona? Was it for? Was uh, it? I had to get the fuck out of L.A. I was working at E Entertainment Television, and I didn't know uh, this yeah, you. And what were you doing for E? I was receptionist. Really? Yeah, and then I got fired from E. Why? Why uh, did you get the job in the first place? Uh, just to why did I the, get the job? I'm saying like because you wanted to be in the business. Nobody yeah. goes. Nobody goes. I want to be a receptionist at E. I needed money and I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. Okay, yeah, and that's yeah, a good yeah, entry yeah. point. Exactly, perfect entry point. And, I was probably like 19 at the time. Oh wow. Yeah, and then I got fired from there. Why? Uh, uh, me and a bunch of other employees. This is like before the internet took off. Right. And yeah, we this would... was 1967 or 68. <laughs> yeah. What year Co-fax was this? just won the World Series. <laughs> no, we were, uh, we, this was in like 2000. This was the, like 1999, 2000. All right. And we would email each other like the most fucking horrendous appalling shit to try and make uh, each other sick. It's just text. You yeah, were just doing like, text before text. This is like, yeah, we were like trendset. This is like uh, trailblazers. Before Two Girls, One Cup, we would send each other like oh, German fucking porn, like people covered in shit. Love and, like, it. Yeah, good Shiza stuff. Videos yeah, Shiza videos. Yeah. All that shit. All that fucking shit. All man. that shit. Yeah, dude. And, uh, and then I remember there was a, another receptionist that worked there. And she was hideous. She was the worst fucking person you've ever met. You remember in your her life. name? Uh, yeah, her name was April. And she April, you're a turd. Used to fuck, <laughs> we she, hope you're dead. She used to fuck all these rappers, and then would brag about it. And she and she was just so obnoxious. What did she do there again? She was a receptionist. A lot of receptionists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. me and this other girl, Myla, we hated. It. We were like, this is a nightmare. And um, so one day I was like, I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, just shut the fuck up. Nobody cares about so-and-so eating you out on your period right. and all this gross shit. Yeah. 
And then she was fucking all these guys in the IT department. And then I came back from lunch one day. Does this girl have AIDS? (laughs) She fucked everybody. But uh, I came back and these guys from the IT department were in my in my shit. And I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Then next day I got called into HR and they printed out all the photos we were sending each other, (laughs) like eight by ten glossies of guys covered in shit and fucking and all Uh, stuff. And you're like, uh, "Just keep going to my personal life." And they're like, and they would just look at me really disappointed, and they'd go to the next one and I'm like that's but is it a work email uh yeah bad idea <laughs> i'll take bad ideas yeah, for a thousand yeah, alex what are you gonna do? yeah you gotta use a private email if you're gonna do yeah, that I'm shit like, i'm fired well, that, aren't I? well that was like what was it called tracking boards used to be back in the day for pa do you know what those are no tracking boards now are what assistants use at like um why am i doing this like it's a thing no called, idea yeah this is a, a, tracking. a pendulum I, well i'm trying to say that things are going from here to here to here to here I'm, okay you know all right i'm high but a tracking board is uh what what Assistants will use executive assistants use to like communicate in between different like agencies and stuff like internal CAA has a tracking board. They oh, okay. share with other. That's a kind of the thing. Now, when I was a PA, same thing, it was email and, and they also had an internal chat, like an eye chat type of shit okay. in our own network. Oh, and that was shady because, because every time someone said some fucked up shit, I thought, well, this is owned by this company. If they want to, they could fuck us. And this is pre-conscious social consciousness. Oh, right. This is like in 2006. 16. When, this is yesterday. <laughs> this is like when people just pre, still weren't, yeah. nobody cared. People said shit. Nobody was like, hey, man, don't yeah, yeah. don't send that. Right. But I thought about that all the time. And luckily, the guys that were in charge, they, like that was the last thing on their mind. But I was like, I could have gotten fucked so much. I can't believe I never got fired from that job. Hmm. I showed up every day hungover, every single day. I can't believe you haven't been fired from literally every job. I've been fired from a lot of jobs. How many oh, jobs okay. have you been fired from? Like the beginning of Mannequin. Remember yeah. Mannequin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just got fired just, from like 20 every, jobs. Yeah, every job. Yeah. I got fired from, well, I don't know, four or five gigs. Okay. But I've had like 30. All right. Before stand-up, I did a million different things. I, I, I'm pretty responsible, actually. How many did for you the get? email incident. How many? That was it. That's the only yeah. time you've been fired? And I always put in two weeks notice. Yeah. Fuck you. Really? Dude. Like when I left McDonald's, I told them to suck a dick. Well, yeah, I could understand. That's because that. we stole money and food from them. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, but what, come on, man. Hey, 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 oh, hey. Right, what do we right, do? Right, what are you out of your right, mind sorry, trying to fist bump sorry. me on this show? That reminds me. I got you a Corona gift bag. What did you get me? Gift bag. Oh, Corona gift yeah, bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, what do uh, we got? Toilet paper. Thank you. You're very welcome. I got you some leftover cough medicine. Oh, from, cool. That'll be know, cool that your lips are already all over it. Well, and it's three quarter and it's all, it's done. It's literally out. You like green beans? Green beans. Green everybody beans? said, everybody knows green beans cures a, Corona. If you need to. Oh, can you put zap? Can you point that zap? on the, put that here yeah, on yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. let everyone see zap. Dude, have you seen American gliders lately? It's fucking phenomenal. Can I pause you for a second? Up. Yeah. A girl I went to high school with. Yeah. Is Fuck zap. A, was on the new Gladi. No. <laughs> she ate out Zap. Dude. Get out! Yeah, no, dude. She's on the new, she was on the new American Gladiators. Oh shit, they had a new one. I don't want to look up her name because I don't want to. I don't. I don't really want to go through that process. Yeah, why? Would no, it? she was on. Yeah, made it. I want to say eight years ago they did like a newer rendition of no, Gladiators. Yeah, they? they did. Yeah, they did a remake of it. Oh, come now on, I don't have to. Touch that. I swear to God. And oh. and a girl I went to high school with who was a um, uh, are you looking at my sticker? Is it Gay Mario? Well, it's me, but yeah, it's Gay Mario. This oh, yeah, Jeffrey okay. Miles made this. It's Lu- that's First dope. Of all, it's Luigi. That's Luigi. Oh shit! I'm Luigi. Oh, that's cool. Um, but look, American. Hold on, I need to know. Glad I gladiators. Okay, so look, 2008. That's when it came back. So 1989 yeah. in seven seven seasons. Okay. And then they did this weird resurgence in 2008, and this is when a girl I went to high school with was a gladiator. Here you go. 
two seasons in 2008. Isn't that isn't that crazy? Hulk Hogan and Lalia Ali were the ones that presented the whole thing. They Shut were like the, the fuck up! Hulk Hogan was the Hulk, presenter. The Hulkster was the was get the, out. Isn't that wild? I remember. Oh, what's it? he was like an ex Raider linebacker or something like, who did the first one. Um, oh, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Oh, that's so name. annoying. Mark something? Is it Mark? Fuck! It's gonna drive me nuts. Okay, but, so uh, they presented it. Malibu was the shit. Malibu yeah, was dude, well, Malibu dude. Was long hair. He always was the best at the tennis ball gun. Dude, how great was that? First time we were. How old are you? 30? I'm much, much, much younger than you. By like a landslide. I'm 36. Dude, Dude, Adam. Are you? You're a dick. Dude, you're a dick. No, but I was being dead serious. 1983. Here's the thing. I wasn't trying to be fucking No, no, you are though. I know you enough Um, to know that that's you taking a shot. Yeah, it really wasn't. I swear on everything. But listen. I'm going to look her up. Keep talking. I'm going to look her up. That tennis ball game. The first time you saw that. Come on. How... I lost my shit. I was like, this, I need to be on this show. Yeah, it was, it was, I thought that was the, you know, you and your friends used to do that. We would throw shit at each other going yeah. through like a gladiator gauntlet. Oh, yeah. I remember, fun. I remember feeling like that was, oh, here it is. I found her. Okay. Jen Wiederstrom. What the, fuck you. You're making that name up. Her Jen, name's Jen Wienerstrom. Jennifer Wiederstrom. Okay. Wiederstrom, dude. Look at this. Did you, okay? did you Corona this mic? Mm. Jen Wiederstrom. Yeah. Right. We went to high school together. She became, she also appeared in the 2015 documentary, Why Am I So Fat? <laughs> the, the Adam Egan story. The Adam Egan story. Okay. We're, 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 we're doing this thing that I knew you and I were going to do because of how much I love you that we're going to go in 90 different directions. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, sorry, sorry. American Gladiators is the shit. Yeah. yeah you got yeah, me yeah. this. What yeah, else is yeah, in yeah, the yeah. bag of wonder? Uh, oh, I got, um, this is I a Corona this. kit. If you get depressed, I got this book from Amazon. I ordered one, but they gave me two. Oh, so it's, it's called it's feeling, feeling good. good. I like this it's for depression. And then I was going to return these. I don't know if you need some, six I don't need those cables. Cable. So yeah. put that back in the bag. I, I don't want that. Okay, that's that's em- almost embarrassing that you have those. Are you a, are you a, okay, boomer. Adam tried to give me a dude. I'm a, literally a, a red, a red, yellow still though. Still though. You try to give me an audio cable like that's it. What, is that for video games? What is that for? I can't remember. I, I was. That's really to embarrassing. Something in. But this, this, and this. These are all great things. Good. This, this you can throw in the trash. All right, fine. No, I'll drink it. Honestly, leave Very it. Very good. Well, uh, that's uh, dude. We're all fucked. Is this the lean? By the way, is this lean? You know, rappers. No, it's not. It's, it's not. not lean? I, I wish it was lean. God, grade. I want some lean, dog. No, it's not. We are. We are. We are all screwed. But let's get to Corona's. Like it's taking up too much of my time in my head. Let's talk about yeah. anything else. So right. here. You were at E, you got fired. Then did you immediately go to, to Phoenix, to Tempe? Yeah, then I went to, uh, yeah, I moved to Phoenix. I moved to Scottsdale. Oh, I, where'd you live? I lived in Scottsdale. What exit? Off the 101. Dude, uh, I, uh, Thomas. Raintree. Raintree, that's north. Oh, so Way that's north. like well, north of Chaparral? That's when I moved in with my, yeah, when I moved okay. in with my college girlfriend at the time. Wow. When I was, when I, that's when I left, when I was leaving college. Fuck. I mean, the rest of the time I lived down by campus. I lived in Scottsdale. I lived in Old Town Scottsdale. I lived in um, uh, Paradise Valley. I lived in Chandler, Ahwatukee, Mesa, Phoenix. I, I lived all over that fucking town. What, what? 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 How many? I've lived there for four years in college. I only lived in one, two different cities and three different places. I was in two relationships oh, while I was there for in a decade. Stupid guy. Yeah. And you moved around. He was all right. Because uh, of and then I just moved around a lot. I don't know. And then how did you end up at the Tempe Improv? I was uh, looking for work, and um, I was delivering pizzas at the time, and I was like, fuck for this. Uh, for this place called TC Luigi's. It used to be called Tessio's. It was Tessio's. right next to ASU. 
Yeah. It was by Zia, Zia Records on oh, University, across from Dilly's Deli. Rest in peace, both of the, all those places. Shut are the gone. fuck up, Zia's gone. All that shit's what gone. What a bummer. All that I shit's spent gone. so much time at Zia, obviously. Dude, I used to play in the basement of that memorial unit. This place called Hoodlums was a record store. I remember fucking Hoodlums. At ASU. I mean, of course, that's gone for years yeah. and years and years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dude, those are, that pro- I spent probably more of my paychecks at record stores oh, in college than. 100%. I, I can't imagine how much money I've wasted on, on not wasted on music, on. The experience, man. But also, I remember literally wasting an entire paycheck one day at Hoodlums and then feeling really sick about it, like like oh, yeah. fucked up in my head, and then realizing that it, whatever. I That's way more relatable than it should be. I was like, what? who cares? What, do you, yeah. like, what am I going to do? I'm going to die, and I don't, I'm just going to skateboard home, and I just will steal food from friends. It was just like, I'll figure it all out. Yeah. Simpler times. So then right. ASU, a- so a- 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 you're, you're living, yeah, they're living pizza around pizzas, campus. And then I uh, saw that uh, Tempe Improv was hiring servers. I went in and applied for the job and I fucking started working. <sighs> First weekend was Mitch Hedberg. And then it, it was great. It you know how crazy this so is? so fun. Wow. That was the last weekend he performed before he died. Yep. Guess, exactly. Guess who was there? Lynn Shawcroft. You! Isn't that weird? Shut the fuck up. I was there. And Henry Phillips. Because wow. he, he did that weekend, flew back to, he flew to the East Coast somewhere, right? Yeah. He did one uh, more show on the East Coast, yeah. and then that was it. And that was it. I was at that show for heaven. That's crazy. And it was bad, actually. I remember it being terrible. There were, the first shows were great, yeah. and then he, he was a fu- He was he fucking was, awful. Yeah, he was and fresh. I remember how much I loved him, mm-hmm. and how much it broke my heart, because yeah. I was like a comedy geek and i knew i wanted to do comedy but i i didn't even come close to doing it this was really like, sad to see that yeah. I, I was bummed out he was so fucked up and so tanked i know just in a weird bad place and i remember turning to the the person that i went with and i was like oh i don't because they didn't like stand uh, they didn't know stand up yeah and i was like there's no way you're there's no way you're not gonna like this guy and yep. then sure enough i was like Fuck, this is not what I, this is yep. not what it's usually like. I, was trying to explain I had it. that same experience with, I remember I used to love Pablo Francisco and then you oh saw God. him take same a thing. turn for, yep, same, same thing. Ship. I went to a couple of his live shows and watched all that stuff. Yep. So he was there. Mitch was there. He was there a lot. Uh, Robert Schimmel was like my favorite. Fuck. He was like my favorite. He was there all the time because he lived there. That was your that first was week. That was your first week of the Mitch was the, one of the first weeks of you. That was my first week working. I think <sighs> my first time at the Tempe Prof, I think it was like Kathleen Madigan or something. But I love yeah, Kathleen Madigan. Yeah, she was great. So, okay, so you you you're serving and then give us to the next chapter of how you became a Then they man, kept offering me there. the gig to manage and I didn't I didn't want to. I'm not uh, not listening. I'm shutting this fuck. off. It's buzzing. Go ahead. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to manage, but they they offered it to me like three or four times, and then I finally accepted it. Why and do you then, think uh, they offered it to you? Uh, I have. No, I I don't know. They thought I'd be a good manager. I guess. No, no. Seriously. I was a good server. Most people liked me for the you most part. You have a keen sense of comedy that you won't yeah. admit. Adam, you're very funny. Oh, that's you, sweet. You, you, obviously, it's why you are where you are right now. Your sense of comedy is very specific and very good and not and not specific in the sense that you only like one kind of comedy. Uh, I hate giving you compliments. Yeah, because I fucking it, hate taking Well, but it's, but it's so also it's terrible much. to give you compliments because I don't, it's just, yeah. you're annoying. It's so lame. And you're, and you're actually a loser. I, I know! I, I know the depths of how much of a piece of shit loser Ugh, you are. I know. But anyway, no, so, so, so they obviously saw the fact that you were kind of, had ingratiated comedy and like you had ingratiated yourself in comedy. Like you were, I don't know about that because it might the managing. I wasn't that didn't mean I was the booker at first. I was just managing, but it doesn't matter. They had to have people that loved comedy that were managing. Yeah, I did love comedy. And back then was kind of different. Like the turnover of comedy clubs had happened 
prior to there were people that just ran like shrimp shacks that opened comedy clubs. They all failed. Mm-hmm. So places like the Tempe Improv stayed open because they were kind of the premier places of A rooms yep. for good comics. It was a great fucking club. So you had great to kind room. of be in, you had to in the know of comedy. Yep. To even, that's what I'm, that's, I guess that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. You're not a fucking loser. Nah. I mean, I'm I right. think you are, but yeah, I don't want yeah, them yeah. to know that. You're sweet. So, man. okay. So, so you finally took the job as a manager. Yeah. And, and, then, and it was good. It was good for a couple of years. And then I was just like, I was kind of over it. Like the club took a huge nosedive and the old owner, uh, one of them was like really hardcore Christian and he wanted all clean comedy. Which is what you are as well. I know. You're a big Christian. All clean, no cursing. And then the other one was really hardcore 40 years, 50 years in AA, wanted it to be dry, no booze. And I'm like, what am I doing? I mean, two, like literally the the the... <laughs> Like you couldn't have mixed a formula of not stand up comedy club. Yeah, like, They're like, no oh. booze, make it clean. Yeah. Oh, you want to open a jamboree? Yeah, like just fucking do that. Why don't you just do a park poetry reading? Yeah, on exactly. that's insane yeah. to me. Yeah, so I got I moved back uh, to L.A. where I'm from. Yeah, and uh, almost immediately, within a month, I, I got a call. And they said, hey, um, they're looking for a manager. What year uh, was this? This was in 2010. OK. Or nine. 2010. And uh, they said they're, they're looking for a manager at the comedy store. Come, They want to interview you. So I came mm-hmm. in, I interviewed, and uh, I got the job. Wild. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's all downhill from there. But that was fun. Those were fun times, man. I remember the first time I saw you at an open mic. Yep. Uh, Monday or Sunday. Because we used to do them on Sundays and Mondays. Sundays and Mondays used day. to be. Well, it used to be friends and family was yep. was the big. I don't know. Is that still happening? Uh, Nobody really yeah, does. Don't sort do of. Yeah, we still do it on Mondays. It's mostly just employees and then people. But it used I have to be to pretty see. defined. Everybody yeah. knew friends and family in the comedy store was a way for you to get a recommendation from a bigger a comic who's either passed or has a has further along from you. Yeah. To move up in the ranks. Yeah. It didn't necessarily mean you would showcase. It really didn't mean much when I was doing it. It meant you could, you could, you could get more. Uh, community respect, maybe. I don't know I how do the that. game works now, but it was kind of like if you did well at family and friends, it was kind of like, oh, he's he's up, he's getting he is doing mics, but he's also doing family and friends spots, which it shib- shimmied you through this system a little bit. When did you start officially stand up? Two thousand and the first show I ever did was oh five in Tempe. Okay, so at that point you had already been doing it for five years. But I mean, I didn't. I moved to LA in oh six slash oh seven. That's and that's when I was doing. Like two shows a night, like right. really trying. When I did it in college, it, it you know I went to open mics that you had to fucking hear through the grapevine. They, mm-hmm. One was a taco shop in Mesa. Oh, uh, Macayos. Is that what it was called? There's one. Mac- they used to do one at Macayos. I don't know if it was called Macayos. I thought it was. They had another. Maybe one that's like right. Gecko, some fucking. Thing. No, that I know. That's in Tempe. Yeah, yeah I remember. But that the one. the one in Mesa, I don't remember the name, but it was like a. Maybe Mikhail's is right. That's what it, they used was, to do all of it. It was a it was a it was a bullshit random regular open mic. But it was those were those were miserable because mm-hmm. there was no structure. At least in LA, when I got here, I was like, holy shit. This is like people actually people trying did. to do stand up. And people actually going to watch stand up. Yeah, it was weird. I, I that blew nachos. my mind instead of being yeah. like, Why are you in my fucking restaurant? Right, exactly. People were so mad they were I know. So trying to watch the game. Yeah, trying yeah. Trying to fucking soccer game. Yeah. Football. <laughs> yeah, so so they I fucking I got uh, when I moved here, I, um, yeah, 06 was when I officially moved to Los Angeles and really started like dig in and do that. And then, uh, you were fucking great. 2010, the first time I saw you, 
And I would watch all the fucking. Fell off. I would fell watch off all the shit. I don't know what I happened. Fell off, man. It was yeah. fucking really <laughs> dude, sad. It was it's sad. been Very tough, dude. Pablo Francisco esque. I know. Well, yeah. I do do meth and fall uh, off the stage. But I rarely went up and and told Tommy anything about any comics. I was like, that's his department. I didn't fucking deal with it. Right. Tommy but is the I old manager of the comedy store. Right. People that don't the know. Old the old booker for the comedy store. Yeah, store. but I made sure I was like, this kid is fucking unbelievable. He used to. And f- I use the word "kid" lightly because, again, you're like three years. Ago. Well, but I was new. But I was new in it. That's you were a, a kid at that. That's time. the word to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy, the old manager of the comedy store, used to say, um, "On my way out, sometimes mm-hmm. he'd go, heard you did good, heard you did good,' and I knew he was lying. Do you know what I mean? Like I knew." <laughs> you mean, you mean- you do Tommy like fucking Dana Carvey's George Bush. Yeah, yeah. heard you did or, good. Uh, not gonna do it. Not wouldn't be prudent. Another like reference that no one on here I know, is understanding. Know no, but uh, he used to say that to me. But I knew it meant he would hear other comics maybe say a compliment. Of course, exactly. It had nothing to do with how he even saw me right. in that system. Of course. And he, you know, he. Anyway, I'm not going to get into the depths of that of the, that whole thing. But that always bugged me because I knew he didn't really soak into comedy mm-hmm. like i know he didn't the way that you do not to do this thing again but oh, yeah. it's just different you you actually enjoy it yeah i used I, to yeah. that was harder around town because i don't know if a lot of bookers around town were enjoying it right like right. people were overwhelmed and so are you but i don't know if a lot of them you know the, the, the factory was a tough tough run because that mm. was dane's house the improv right. was the most popular club in the city, if not even in the country, like people, the improv was hot as a pistol. Yeah. Like I remember coming to, to LA and not right away, but like at some point in, in my beginnings, it would be so packed in there with, fa- and I mean famous people. Sure. Waiting to go to shows that it seemed daunting to even go hang out. I used to get nervous about hanging out. I remember consciously being like, don't say anything stupid to anybody. Right. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah. You know, because... It was like cool comics and famous people were just a fun place it. to hang oh out. Oh my god! So backtrack. Back in the Tempe Improv, you met Paige. Yeah, who's now she at does the improv. What I, she's the booker she's of the, the, booker of the improv, improv in Hollywood. What was Hollywood. she doing at, at, at Tempe? She was bartending at this great fucking dive punk like dive bar I used to frequent. What was it? And called? I met her there. It was called the Rogue. Where was that at? It was on Scottsdale Road, just north of like the one two o two. 101 well the 101 would go up and then bend over it was like north of uh the stadium asu oh the, the 202 Devil's right stadium. on the other side of the 202 yeah. yeah north of the 202 on scottsdale road the, 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 the rogue it was a real rogue. hole in the wall but i used to go and um and then i met her there and we became like really good friends almost immediately we liked yeah. all the same music then i used to go and dj there on like uh on like what's uh, up dude on the weekends dj not that, not that kind of de- like i would just play like hipster bullshit the cure yeah i play a lot of cure and of smiths cure. and shit yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> but it was fun i get to drink for free and then i got her um into the improv and then we were serving together we were waiting tables together wow yeah that was and then like she ended 15 up coming years out. now she's ma- now she's now booking, she's the booking killing it at the improv and i'm at so the store. so so i want to know it's so funny. As well as I know you, there's certain things that I'm like, well, I don't even know how. How did the connection with Norm really happen? 
Oh, uh, I met him at the Tempe Improv. We used to. We I know that. Him. I want to know how it happened. So we um, just started talking. We like all the same. Like uh, our favorite show is Faulty Towers, and we love. I love fucking Faulty Towers, God. and uh, the British Office. We bonded over that, sure. and we bonded over all. We love all all the old film noir. So we would just fucking rattle off all these old film noir movies from like the forties and fifties right. and shit. And then we both love playing cards. So we would go after the show and we would go to Casino Arizona or we would go to this backdoor poker room in a sh- in this like strip shopping center that was open after hours. Real shady. Yeah, I love it. And it was like dealer's choice. So we were playing like Kansas City Lowball and Raz and Badoogie and all these fucking games. What? Mo- a lot of them Badoogie? crazy pineapple and all these fucking games. And they're all like. They're all like fucking ringers. How do you there. know that? How do you know any of these games? I learned I, a lot of those games I didn't know before I started but did Norm playing. Go, Norm, knew Norm knew all of that shit. He's a I, fucking gambler. Well, I know he's, he's a, great a gambler. Game. He's but a like, great card player. Usually, usually guys have one niche and they stick yeah, to it. Yeah, it's like it's like a Hold'em or Omaha. And, but, and, no, and Norm doesn't do that. No, he. No, he but he, I'm he saying he knows all of them. Yeah, stuff. You meet usual gamblers, and they're like, "This is what I do. This is what I know." Mm-hmm. They heard of other stuff, or they know other stuff, but they usually are like experts at one. He can. He touches all the bases. Huh? Yeah, that's because he's an addict. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so was he good? He was good. He was great. Did he lose a lot of money with you? I I lost a lot of money. You would lose way more. Oh than my him. god! Yeah. What's the most you ever lost with? Him? I was like. I'm all in. And then I'm like, wait, what? Everyone oh, I have to like, have the lowest card in this don't game? Do, don't do that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Badoogie. Badoogie will yeah. get you. Oh, fucking ridiculous. So you would go to these spots with him. That's yeah. how you bonded. Yeah. And then years later, he was like, I want you to come work on the show with me. Yeah. And then he kept saying, they want me to do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Of course you should do a podcast. He should do. He, a, he's he sh- my favorite stand-up of all time. Oh, um, I'm right here. He's my, well, I'm you know. Right no, no, I know. He's most people's favorite stand-up of all time. Oh, I mean, I, I would feel like he's most. a great litmus test. If you like Norm, then you get comedy. Yeah, I think most comics, most people, they wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Norm is the guy that comics go like. I lose my shit with laughter over. Right. But he's my favorite comic. Yeah. If that makes he's any a sense. Genius. He's yeah. just a fun comic. To he like. is a great, great. He's a comics. Yeah. Comic. He's a comics yeah. comic. That's yeah. like the, that's like, that's the way you go. All oh, right. He is a comics comic. Um, but, but he's got to be somebody that he's got to be someone because he's very specific. Right. And then mm-hmm. he's got to be somebody that is hard to wrangle manage manage, wrangle someone said it who is it whitney someone am i right am i right oh yeah Yeah. someone described him best they said uh working with norm it's like constantly trying to give a cat a bath oh my god that's really good it's perfect by the way that's what's like when i work with bobby lee oh yeah exactly when somebody when somebody asked me about somebody said to me they were like um why did you even uh want to do the show with bob and i was like well i didn't i the a bunch of fans were like you guys should do a show I did it because it was like a call and response. I was like, we should do a show. People asked. I didn't like voluntarily be like, we need to do a show. Right. I never did that shit. But we did the show and I love how people are like, well, you know, <laughs> what's it like with Bob? Like, is it this? It's like, what do you mean? It's, it's, like, it, it's, a, it's yeah. a fucking nightmare. It's a full on. <laughs> and I love Bob. Yeah, you two uh, together. It's something It's because else. we're so opposite. Uh-huh. Like Bob, Bob and I couldn't be more. Bobby Lee's Bobby Lee's car and my car, the interior of a car, not the physical <laughs> brand, the maker model, the interior of a car says everything about a person to yeah. me. Bobby Yours Lee's is immaculate. Mine is, is there is no dirt. Yeah. Even if it's raining, I'm gonna vacuum it out when I get home. Sure, of course. Bob's inside of his car, 
looks like one of those. Um, you know when they go on those uh, reality shows and they find an old storage garage and yep. they open it up, yeah. and they, you know, like they abandoned it eight years ago. They're like, oh my god, there's like a there's like a, a skull globe in there. Yeah, Bobby had Bo- that's his that's his brain and my brain is the same kind of comedy brain. Like we connect on the comedy brain, but it's interesting to me to see how the same kind of fun comedy brain can be totally disconnected from the life lifestyle brain. Right. Like I feel like Norm's comedy brain is so perfectly um, consumable by almost everybody. Yeah. But I know his outside brain is the opposite. He's, I mean, he's probably the smartest guy I've ever met. I mean, he just, right. He's just, he's able uh, to, he's, he's able to level. write stuff that, that, that Joe Schmo can, can right. consume. But the other side of his head is super complex. Yeah. That always impressed me. Cause yeah. I, 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 I'm not like that. Like I'm much more organized, but there are guys that are the opposite of me that are like, it's a whirlwind and then comedy is wonderful. But then outside of that, it's just an, it's a, it's a total who knows what's happening. Yeah. He's also a phenomenal storyteller. Like, like Spade too. Spade's probably the best. He's like cartoon storyteller. Norm though. It's just like, he's, I I don't, he's so unique. I credit him. So I call, I call my wife, my old bag. Okay. It's like a constant. I do it on the show all the time. I say my, the old bag, the old bag. And I would literally give credit to Norm because he does this old 1940s <laughs> battle axe, yeah, ball and chain. Axe, yeah. And it's ba- I'm, I am, it's homage to him for sure. It's not stealing because he didn't say old bag, but I love right. that thing. I think that's so, it's to me, it's like saying, if you don't get this, yeah, too right. bad for you. Yeah. Like, how do you not, when yeah. Norm does that, when he, Norm goes on Conan and he does <laughs> bits where he's like, ah, yeah, the old, the old battle axe, the old, the old ball of chain, dragging me through the mud. If you don't get what he's doing, then t- I can't help you. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, so you then drunk. get off the train. Yeah. You're never going to catch it. Yeah, exactly. So after working, you did how many seasons on the Netflix show? <sighs> Two? We did, oh, no, we did one on Netflix and then we did like three seasons of the podcast. Sure. We broke that up into seasons, I guess. Now, is it something that Norm would want? Let's talk about this. Let's be real. Okay. In the middle of the show, in the middle of Norm's Netflix show, yeah, he had to publicly come out and do like an apology thing. That was the day before they were releasing it. So the day before the, the, the season was going to come out. Yeah. What, what ended up happening was he went on Twitter, right? Uh, no, he had an art. He, uh, they interviewed him in a magazine. I'm saying, but he apologized on Twitter. Didn't he come up? Didn't he? No. First, we we went to, we were in New York and we were in the green room at Fallon and this article came out and then someone came into the green room, maybe about like, we just saw the article came out and all the backlash started coming. What did he say? Uh, I mean, people can look it up. No, I don't. I don't recall specifically what he said. He basically just said that. I think it was right after Roseanne and Louie. Yeah. And he, you know, was friends with with both of those people. Right. And I think he just said he was he was going to put them in touch so they could talk because no one else can understand what they were going through sure. at the time. Seems, Being shunned seems, by seems the population. Yeah. It seems very, very valid. Well, you know my stance on a lot of stuff. That stuff. Sure. So I, and like you I, know well, and I don't give a fuck. I mean, my fans are the people that listen to stuff. I've been very candid about that stuff, about my positioning with that stuff. Well, I, I have a career that I'm working on, so I still feel nervous and it's disgusting. You're, you're, you're fine. To feel that way. Here, here's the uh, deal. But, here's, here's the real truth. I'll take all the burden. Okay, I, great. I don't care because I'll stand by truth for me. is like... I love that. I don't care. Oh, because, I love well, that. Well, dude, here's the deal. I get what you're saying, yeah, but yeah, we yeah, can't yeah, be yeah. careful about, about 
how you really feel unless it's unless it's uh unless you're being like blind like yeah. in the sense that norm was just offering a piece of something up oh he was just he got chastised for it yeah it's so and then much he had to come reason. out and apologize yeah well it, first is part of what's wrong with the business and i'm not i'm not discrediting netflix about it any i'm just saying like the world surrounding us does this thing where they kill you mm-hmm. for something so tiny yep and everybody else, and, and they've done nothing in their lives. Yeah, to, it's crazy. Yeah. If there was a microscope on anybody and they go, well, I didn't I choose the business. It's like, hey, man, I, I didn't get into this business to be microscopically picked apart. I got in to tell you dick jokes for money. Yeah. So don't fucking come at me when you get angry that I said a thing that you don't really like. That's my biggest beef with the world of this thing. Thank God for these things. I say what I fucking want. I love that. Yeah. And they get to come along with, with that us. was the beauty of the podcast. We could do all these things. You guys said do so many fun jokes. Oh, it was so fun. And did you feel like it was curbed when you got to Absolutely. Netflix? I felt yeah, they had their felt grip so all over neutered, it. you know? Well, because um, it's a corporation. You, yeah. You have somebody cutting your paycheck now. Yeah. Did you, and so did you feel like, did you feel like the, and this is not the shit on Netflix. Did you hmm. feel like they were, they were kind of like putting the harness on the show that it felt like it was getting less and less of what it was. Ultimately, look, this was, we did the podcast for, for years Mm -hmm. and never got a dime for it. And and the reason for that was because we wanted to eventually own it and, uh, and, and be able to do what we want. And, and once, once we actually had some, saw some money coming in from it and we hoped, you know, that it would, sustain and 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 last a couple seasons i think ultimately we look netflix has a reputation for being woke yeah they're uh, what do you mean they're the most woke yeah that's like they're fucking it should be woke as fuck what's their what's their new slogan is netflix Uh, is a joke Woke that's me the up comedy. before you go go. Woke I me up before you go go. Netflix is awoke. Yeah, Netflix is awoke. That's hilarious. Bum bum. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I and whatever. Good yeah, for that's them. Fine. That's yeah, their fucking yeah, model. Yeah. It's just not but my I, cup of tea. I just, I just think, I just think when you are dabbling with comedians, and Bob and I talked about it. You know, like when you get on a thing with comics, that's a corporate entity. Mm-hmm. You have to know, comics are gonna still be comics like yeah yeah you're gonna you're gonna like play by some of the rules but because that's how you fucking get anything made when someone's like oh you uh, when people say like sell out it's like what do you mean we're just trying to bring content at the biggest platform we can so everybody can have it yeah not so not just you and your buddies like everyone that you know and there is a point always where they're like we can't do that and it and it bums you out a little because you're like but we can you just don't want to do it because you're afraid. You know, I the, here's a great story to look up. I don't know if you were fans of if you were a fan of Married with Children. Oh yeah, uh, it was one of my favorite shows. Oh yeah, and I think it was, the reason was the comedy was absurd. Oh, it so was absurd. so beyond what was going on that I couldn't believe it. And there's a documentary that you can watch about the creators. It's a white dude and a black dude, and they essentially. Cracked the code of Cohen? was that his name? Huh? Was it Cohen? Somebody. I have Cohen? to look. I have Don't, to look it up. It's not important. Well, because I'm stupid. It's fine. It's fine. But but I, I I'm stupid with names. But they basically got rejected by everybody. Right. Because they were like, "This is crass. It's disgusting." But yeah. he was like, "This is how people view hyperbolized relationships in America." And part of it is real, by the way. That was what I was found entertaining about Roseanne as a, a Midwest kid, as a Chicago kid. It was like I knew those people. Sure. I literally knew those people. Yeah. And people would go, that's such an exaggerated version. It's like, 
Those are real people, dude. Yeah. I know those people. It's a fucking sitcom. It's a sitcom, man. but yeah. also those are real people. Sure. Like they're based. Yeah. So I know a lot of guys that don't want to fuck their wives. Yeah, um, you know, like Al. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> it just becomes a thing where you're like, this is not. Stop pretending like everything is textbook, uh, perfectly lined up. Most mm. shit. The good thing about those sitcoms of that era was. They told a story that was a little bit too real, quote unquote. It was like, oh, right. that, Roseanne was real as fuck. Oh, yeah. And so was fucking Married with Children. It was like, this is a real dysfunctional, fucked up, yeah. sexualized family. That's a real family. So, But it shows, it shows, it just shows how like we've come, we've literally gone backwards. I, you know who, you know who writes? And by the way, now, I sh- now to parallel again, you work on David Spade's show, Lights yeah. Out. Which is phenomenal. Oh, thanks. One of the writers on that show and I were having a discussion. I don't need to mention his name, but I'll okay, tell you. That's well, fine. it's because I don't need to fucking. You know what I mean? I, I'm not asking you to. It's fine. Well, I just feel guilty. Just, uh, I, I. It's fine. You can say his name or not. It's I don't you. give a fuck. God damn it! No. <laughs> we were talking about how TV's coming a long way. He's been working on TV for many, 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 many years. In okay. fact, I, I worked with him. Yes. All right. I worked with him. I'll say it. It's Lance yeah, from of Lance. Course it yeah, was. Lance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know what the movie Pootie Tang. Uh, fucking dude, get with it. Watch Bo- it. Booty Tang's one of the best movies yeah. all, but Lance is, is a writer on the show now. Yeah, and this isn't this isn't bad anyway. It doesn't matter. But Lance told me one time I said we were we were hanging out after we did this pilot together, and I said, "Do you feel like TV is um getting stronger or it's getting weaker? Like I can't tell." And he was like, "Well, drama. It's not like, it's not like comedy. Yeah, right. He's yeah. Not, he goes, it's not. Like, he goes, it's not comedy. The comedy itself isn't getting weaker. It's just." The comedy is becoming um, fucking neutered. funneled. Yeah, funneled okay. is like less and less and less gets through. Yeah. Where it used to be, he's like, dude, when I started on comedy, it was like you yeah. could just flood it. And through. think about the seventies too, and then All in the Family. It's like, and then you couldn't do what All in the Family was saying in the eighties. But why? And then and I, I don't see know. that was what's weird. PC and now culture. we're at, a, but now ironically we're at a point where this platform, podcasts, and internet shows. This is like the new all in the family. Like right, this is it. Fuck because because, it, because we know, people know, we're just fucking Just around. trying to yeah, we're take people's around. mind off of bullshit. the everyday bullshit that they have to fucking endure and suffer about, through. About the idea that we're all going to die. Yeah, you, we're all going to fucking die. Are you living die. in your apartment sad by, right now by yourself? Oh, dude. How many times a day are you jerking off? Uh, not as often as I thought I would be. Yeah, I know. You I don't, I think, no, this is, you know what it is? It's the anxiety and the fear of the unknown. So I don't know what the fuck is happening? Do you have a Jewish mother? Yeah, I have a Jewish mother. But a Jewish or... mother in the sense, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. The one that's like overly yeah. concerned with yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. She so made you, me totally did... neurotic. Ugh, the worst mothers. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. best mothers. Sorry. Best, but. Every Jewish friend I have, which is all my fucking friends, their moms are just, it's this weird it, it, you know, when I saw the movie Bates Motel, I never understood. <laughs> I didn't get it. When I was a kid, I was like, why is this a thing with this kid and his mom? And then you get Jewish friends and you go, right on. I understand every second of this. <laughs> isn't that fuck? Isn't that fuck? I never understood that really. I was like, why is this guy and his yeah, mom? And that's like, why so... my apartment isn't the fucking Bates Motel <laughs> right now. In here, we pour whiskey. Whiskey Ginger fans, I pushed the sauce before in the past. I'm going to push it again. It's Buffalo Trace, my friends. It's the only bourbon with balls. You can see his nuts right there. That buffalo got them nuts out. This is fine Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. I love this stuff. I've promoted it for a long time, over a year now, and I'm going to keep pushing it because I love the sauce. A lot of people hit me up. They're like, dude, I love this stuff. I just bought it for the first time. If you can find Buffalo Trace in your area, please go get it. It is delicious. They also make Eagle Rare and Blanton's and Pappy. They have a bunch of different levels to their sauce, but this is the one you can find the most. 
It is uh, 45% alcohol. That's 90 proof. It's great jazz. Made in Kentucky in Franklin County. It's wonderful. I've been to the bottling site. You can see it on my Instagram. I've took a, taken a tour. It's wonderful, man. The people are great. It's family-owned and operated since 1773. They've been messing around even through Prohibition. They were the only ones uh, to get a license to keep on cooking through the bad times. Also, I got to sit uh, with their uh, their head, their lead distiller, Harlan Wheatley. He's the master distiller, I should say. I apologize. Um, he tries to do uh, uh, non-conventional ways of, of making really good sauce. And I genuinely support it. I really do mean it. Not just an ad read. This is a real thing. I drink this stuff. I love it. I've drank a little bit too many of these, to be honest with you. Uh, but it's made from corn, rye, and barley. And it, it, it matures twice as long as most bourbons do on the market today. It's phenomenal, man. they got to sit in those barrels for at least eight years. It's a robust flavor that really, really does hit you in the back of that throat and warm up your tum-tum. Um, it's distilled, aged, and bottled by Buffalo Trace Distillery themselves, 90 Proof in Franklin County, Kentucky. Buffalo Trace is all-American. It's family-owned, and it's fiercely independent. I highly, highly recommend you picking up a bottle today. Do the thing. Okay, back to the episode. Ginger. I like gingers. It doesn't, it's just the creepiest. But anyway, you are you, so you've succumbed to the paranoia. Yeah, a little bit. I go, yeah. th- I ride the wave. I have these waves of panic and depression and anxiety. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Who gives a fuck? Everything's well, fine. Look, this isn't you're not, I as don't think bad you're as wrong. they say, but it's, but it is. I don't know. They say everybody we know will know one person that's, that dies. Shut the fuck up. Who that's said true. that? Everybody we know will na- know the, one the, person? The, 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 the dude the that spoke on Rogan about the national, the World Health Organization. They said, statistically, you will know one person that, that has died from it. It's well, like Kevin Bacon type shit. Oh, but okay. So the death rate, though, it's it, that's that. The, well, dude, we're going to see two months of this, three months of this. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But the death rate. You will know someone. What's the death rate on this disease? Again? I don't know. Let's, dude, there's actually, you know what's so crazy? There's a live website. Look at how fun this well, is. I think it's high in Italy, but then it was like 1% in a lot of other Hold nations. on. Coronavirus. Uh, live death. Hmm. Okay, here you go. Live update. There's, there's 219,000 cases. Ugh. There's 9,000 deaths. Okay. So I'm, I'm terrible at math. Mm. So 10,000, 200,000 divided by 10,000. What is that? It's 219 Two? divided by 9. Two nine two, no, it's 9,000 divided by 219,000. Right, right, right. Thousand. Okay, so that's... That's, that's 4%. Oh, that's yeah. That's higher than it's higher than two. Yeah, it used to be two. That's <laughs> growing, baby. And that's mostly elderly. Not that they're you know. I this I, said I, I, okay. I just, this says yeah. this says the highest amount of death cases in the United States have ironically not been elderly. They've been men from thirty five. Shut the to fuck. To 40, <laughs> Jewish from Los Angeles. <laughs> I fucking hate you Whoa, so. dude. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> USA you. has uh, 9,000 cases, and there's 128 new cases today. It does mm, a daily yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, 154 yeah. total deaths. What are Four we deaths doing? today. What's happening? Here's the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah What's yeah. happening is... Jana. The Jana is... Hey, man. I I finally get what Fox News is doing. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I honestly I have no idea. I but from the bottom of my heart, yeah. I don't think people are overreacting. I think the hoarding is wrong. Yeah. I think buying stuff is wrong like that, but I don't think the nervousness is overreacting. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't, no. I don't I think that's fine. Yeah. 
I would condemn anybody who's buying ninety rolls of toilet paper. Yeah, you're an ass. You're an asshole. Total asshole. Here, you know what broke my heart the other day? I mm. saw a video on the internet of a mom trying to buy diapers, and she works paycheck to paycheck, and she can't afford to buy in bulk, and oh. so she's like bawling on the internet. She's like, "How do you expect me to fucking?" Like, get diapers for my kids. So here's the problem. is like, people with money are hoarding like crazy, and you're like, hey, man, ration this the fuck out. Take what you... Remember, take what you need. Like, not what you want. I I, have... That scares me, because I haven't done the hoarding thing. We went to the grocery store. We did regular grocery store shopping. yeah. You got to just regular shop. I know. That way they have time to stock the fucking shelves. Exactly. They're not going to run out. Uh, You're going to get all the things you need. Just let them have time to stock. But if you're panic buying, if you're buying... 19 cans of fucking soup <laughs> like like it's the fucking doomsday preppers are just like we're good dude i did this 80 months ago i'm good dude i just think you're fuck they're fucking everybody else did you buy a bunch of shit i didn't buy a bunch of shit i bought exactly what i need for like a week a week or two yeah, yeah that's what we did two. i did i did I, we did about a, about two weeks two weeks just I about. have two weeks if depending on how i ration it i have two weeks worth of food and i know i'm gonna be able to get it yeah, like, it's I'll be able to coming. get it. It'll keep so coming. So this has been it's this is a, this is a new question. People are trying to support right right nearby, I should say, uh, not too far, like a mile down the road. There's one of my favorite restaurants, and they are having a tough time because I talked to the guy. Mm. He's like, dude, even fucking carry out is dog shit. Nobody wants to carry out. They what? they're begging they people because they can't get can't have people come in anymore. So they're like, please order out, please order out, yeah. free delivery. Oh, that's like, all I do is fucking well, Postmates. It's that's I think that's dropped tremendously. I think a lot of people just don't want to even order out because they're nervous. They're like, mm. what the fuck? Who's cooking my food? Oh, right. Where's the food? You know, like that. All these pan- you can go to so many sub levels of panic. By the way, we fight, if you see Fight Club, watch Fight Club once. You should have been thinking about where your food comes uh, yeah. from <laughs> fucking 30 years ago. You'd yeah, be like, oh, my God. Coming in the clam Yeah, dude, it's insane. It's shit. like it's like the levels yeah. are, this should have been, we should always think You're not going like to die from a little cum. And I think well, that's you're the real. Not because well, of how much you ingest. I think that's the real message we're trying to get across. Is that your new slogan? Ginger. You're not going to die from a little cum? You're not going to die from a little cum. Whiskey ginger right here. You're not going to die from a little cum. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right underneath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're going to be fine. I, I hope so. No, cum's not going to kill you. No, no, no. this no. virus might kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, well, cum won't but, kill you. But statistically, so you've been cooped up at the house. When I yeah. when I texted you, you seem you you te- you re- your response was like you. Dude, might not I make went it on out. Amazon and just bought a bunch of shit. Dude, I got a Kindle coming on Saturday. Is it coming though? Amazon says they're overwhelmed. Yeah, they can't it may fill not. All these orders. I know. I did. I got some fucking uh, adult coloring books. So it's going to be great, man. It's funny to me. You know, okay, the one thing that makes me mad is that people online are like, day two, being quarantined, cooped up. Most of these people I follow that are my comic friends, these idiots were cooped up all the time. Oh, anyway. my God. Constantly. That's all they did. That's all. Yeah, it's like, exactly. what, 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 what do you mean? Paradise? <laughs> like Mark Marin? I would love to see Mark Marin be like, I'm in my home. Like, <laughs> I'm in my perfect sweet spot. <laughs> Me, coffee, cats, my garage. Like, dude, I half mean, the comics I know, this is their fucking dreamscape is like not doing anything. It does. I do wonder how it's going to be in a week because I do. I live in a very small studio apartment. Yeah, it's very cramped. And uh, I, I think eventually, I think sooner rather than later, it's going to be an official lockdown situation. We're all going to be officially quarantined. You really think so? I do. Like how Italy, they can't go in the streets? in Italy and France where, yeah, you like get you can't like a car. dollars ticket if you get pulled over unless you have some sort of documentation. Here's the thing. If they're going to be out giving tickets, that money should go to a viable place. 
Uh, there's plenty of yeah, young, there's sure, pl- sure. plenty of kids that can't get enough meals that parents can't feed yeah. these kids because they're out of school. Absolutely. So I think those tickets, you want, if you want to find people, find people and put that money towards a viable place. That's now, not a bad idea. Especially because the cops, the police, and, and those that are giving tickets, they're subsidized by the government anyway. So they can have a free reign when you work for the government. The government can subsidize a police force. They can subsidize firefighters and paramedics and mm. all these people that we need. But if you're going to fucking charge people for shit, it should be going to somewhere else. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, like, like every parking ticket should really go to like fixing a fucking bad community. Yeah, it shouldn't go to more parking tickets. No, what the exactly. fuck? That's what an insane... I know. That's an insane... I, I, I got an argument with a woman. I was doing a writing job for an adult swim show with Derek Beckles. You know Derek? I don't know. It's fucking awesome. TV okay. Carnage. So he's dude, he's hysterical. But Derek was doing a show and we were doing like a week to week writing job and I got a ticket and I go back out to my car when it's over and I get the ticket and I see the person writing the tickets. Yeah. I said, Hey man, Why? Like, like I'm, I'm like, what am I like 10 minutes over the, whatever the thing, like I'm coming and he's like, Hey man, I'm doing my job. I I respect that. But also like, why, why did you take this job? Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine (laughs) any other, can you imagine doing that job? No, you're miserable. That's why I say I respect cops because at least when people talk shit about cops, like fuck cops, like dude, cops still do good. You're going to need cops when you're fucking, when you're, when something's bad, wait till you have to call a cop. Yeah. Uh, thousand percent. No one's ever been like, thank God for parking attendants. I got to have them. You never know. Well, because there was a whole thing going around on the internet about people that were getting tickets in New York for leaving their cars too long on, on, you know, and then I think, I think they, Oh, because of the, I think de Blasio or whoever, am I stupid? De Blasio, right? Isn't that? I think that's him. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're wiping it away now. They're trying to say like, you won't get ticketed because we can't move your fucking car because where the fuck are you going? Exactly. Finally. But that's the kind of stuff where you're like, it takes government so long to catch up to these things. I know. When you're like, why are you all doing, the bureaucracy? Why are you and all ticketing people for for being alive? It's anyway, I've tried to leave the house. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Honestly, can I be very real? No. Well, this sounds people might get upset. I'm gonna go golfing. I haven't gone golfing. But I'm gonna that's go respecting. Uh, yeah, we're know, nowhere near yeah, anybody. I'm gonna exactly. go by myself. I went to the beach today. See, you go by yourself. You yeah, get away from, I was si- at least I'm six down feet away kind of from stuff. everybody. I know. I- I'm lucky enough where now this is a weird break in my tour. Where I don't want to have this break. I want to be fucking on tour, but I haven't been able to go out and play golf or go hiking by myself. Yeah. I want to go do all that shit. I just want to get out by myself, out in the thing. I just It's so hard. I took my parents bowling when I was in Chicago when I showed, my show got canceled, mm-hmm. and the bowling alley was like, it like hurt my feelings. It already it already is like a struggling bowling alley, but it made me even more sad that I was mm-hmm. like, this is like every everyone's like gonna. I feel like things like that are gonna collapse. Oh yeah, they're holding on by it's a shoestring. Yeah, I put all my money. I was like, I'm gonna be smart, and for the first time in my life, I, I invested all my money in the stock market about three weeks ago. Did you? Yeah, you did seriously. Yeah, what did you invest in? I just uh, I well, don't tell anybody, you fucking fight. idiot. You're gonna get sued. They're gonna come after you. What the SEC's gonna that? kill you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I just. Uh, I lost at least 25%, I think, of everything I put in. Did you really? Yeah. No, but that'll come I, back. Event, but but I don't know. This is this one feels different yeah. because all these businesses are going out. They're all closing up. I don't know how no, they're going to be no, able no, no. to. The government's going to have a bunch of bailouts. They bailed out. They're going to bail out Boeing for like was a couple billion. The billions. entire population is going to be unemployed for how many months? Who knows? Yeah. This could be the next Great Depression. We don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't think so. I hope not. I don't know, but I don't. But I feel it. recession for sure. But we're all going to know somebody that's died. Yeah. 
Fuck that. How, but how, let's look at it like this, though. How many people do you know? Do you know anybody with cancer that's close? To, do you do you have, do you have anybody in your life with cancer or that's had cancer? Right now, I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, but so that's 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 kind of the same the thing. The death rate for I mean. cancer is way higher. It's like a hundred percent almost. No. No, but you know Not what a I lot mean. Of like, people you know, from I, like I have a lot of people that I know with cancer have had, have, have had cancer. Like that's touched so many people. Yeah, I feel like it's a similar, and I'm being ignorant right now. The death rate for cancer has got to be so much higher than fucking four. No, but in the same regard, where you know someone that has that has it, yeah. but that's not stopping things from con- things need to continue. Yeah, yeah. So at yeah, some yeah, point, yeah, yeah. things will continue. Yeah, that's the way I gotta look at it. Otherwise, I'm gonna fucking lose. Exactly, my mind. and that, I gotta I gotta take a page out of your book. Well, o- only because I don't. I don't I don't ignorantly think that this is nothing, but I also don't know what you want me to do about it. Mm-hmm. That's same? a good point. There's no point in worrying about it. Yeah, what it. can you I do? You just have to be it's responsible. Like, this, I feel like this is global warming. Right, 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 right. I, dude, I want it to be better. I don't know what you want me to do. I can right. only do, I could do literally so much. You're not the guy. You have, uh... Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, honestly, for the book. Of course. I want to feel You're good. Welcome. I, wanna, I want you to I feel wanna good. Feel you good. deserve to feel good. So You so, are, honestly, you know, I've always said, you and Theo and Fahim, you, know, you guys were my three. Mm-mm. And now, you guys are fucking blowing up. Can you believe Theo's blind? All these I years, we didn't, didn't know. I didn't realize that. Theo Vaughn is blind. Wow. And Fahim, Fahim is, he's leaving the country. What are you talking about? Back to Mexico, right? Where Fahim oh, Anwar shit. belongs. Oh, shit. Is Fahim going back to Mexico? That's where he belongs. Oh, fuck. When Trump said build the wall, I said, get Fahim out yeah, of here. Yeah, he needs to All go. All these brown guys got to go. It. I'm, I'm tired of his stuff. I know. He's gross. I'm tired of his stuff. Let me ask you a real legitimate question. Do you really believe is comedy going to bounce back fine? Or is that... From like, coronavirus? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, do you think that this was the bubble? No, my I, fear is when we come back. What do you think? Well, dude, when we come back, are people going to be able to afford to go to live shows? Oh, so uh, we've been talking. You and I have had this conversation late night in the store a bunch. I've said there's a yeah, bubble yeah. that's growing in comedy. Yeah. It's becoming massive. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. pop. Oh, I and I've said mean. to you, I never saw this as the reason. No for shit. In a million that's years, the, that my would point. be something like that. The economy. That's my point. My point um, was, I said you'll never see the bubble coming. You know why I think. Comedy safe, live comedy in particular is safe. Is I think that people are going to spend their money on shit and um, they're going to need to fucking laugh. They're going to need this something. Shit. This is depressing. But after all that time off, uh, my first thought is I'm not going to a comedy club. Right, if, I if, if, if I if I'm me if I'm me when club. I was making twenty seven thousand a year, twenty five thousand a year, I'm gonna uh, for sure I'm not going to go spend it. I'm going to no. go. I'm going to get food. Yeah. I'm going to get a bottle of booze and I'm going to drink at the house with a couple of friends. Well, the last, during the housing crisis. In 08. In 08. People were fucking still coming out to they were. the clubs. They were. But that being said, this They thing, didn't lose their job for two months. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah, yeah, six yeah. months. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I called it with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to be this guy, but well, I said a long time are. ago. Well, okay. Well, I said, I go, the bubble is going to pop and I don't know how, but something has got to... What's happening is like the inflation of comedy is so crazy. Something has to feel, something has to like level this out. I don't know if this is it. It might be. All right, let's let's switch gears because I don't want to get more sad. No, please. And the listeners right now are like, what's what's going on? Um, when was the first time you got drunk? Oh, uh, probably. Uh, I must have been like twelve or twelve. 
Are you looking at me like I was there? I think I was 12. I was 12. You were 12 years old? Yeah, probably 12. How Name old were you? Nine? Nine. 14. 14, okay. First time I got drunk. First time I tasted a beer, I was probably like eight or nine. Yeah. Uncles, my uncles at barbecues. Right. I have 100 uncles, and they all let us have beer. And and we used to go to this, this place called Lake Dullivan, which is like... Where's uh, that? In Wisconsin. This is great. Um, there are... Uh, put that a little bit closer to you, by the oh, way. Yeah. Yeah. There are... Uh, there's a lake in Wisconsin called Lake Geneva. Lake okay. Geneva is a cool lake to go to. Lake Delavan is like a little tiny. It's like um, the poor man's Geneva. All right. How far is that from Chicago? Uh, a couple hours. A couple hours. Oh, in that's Wisconsin. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. not bad. And so we'd go up there, and my grandmother's family had like a, it's like a half bed, half bath. Okay. And thirty of us would go in. I'm not kidding. Thirty. Yeah. My mom's one of ten kids. So like all the uncles, all the aunts, all the kids, and we go hang out there. And I, I specifically remember. My uncles were playing basketball at like midnight out in the lit courts. And they're like, go get your dad's booze. And I was like, no way my dad will beat the shit out of me because he like hid booze in his travel bag. Okay, yeah. And they were like, go get it. Don't be a bitch. And I was like, I'm not going to be a bitch. I'm going to get it. So I went and got my dad's booze, which I knew was gonna, I was going to get fucked. I, right. uh, like, you know, you're like, I can't upset my uncles because they're the shit. Mm-hmm. But dad, like this is dad's booze. So he had this see-through flask. I can do it. I can see it today. And I grabbed the see-through flask. And I remember looking at the, how many lines, you know, the old flask had like kind of like lines on them of how much booze was in it. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember yeah. seeing the lines and I bring it to the court and they were drinking it and they let me have a pug of it. And I, I don't even know how young I was, but I remember hating it. But feeling great. Sure. That's <laughs> fucking like, relatable. That was the first moment that I was like, this stuff is great. <laughs> How many lines can I drink? And I and, and of course, then the next day it was all chaos. And my dad yeah. was living. And I blamed it on my uncles. I was like, they made me do it. I fucking, I was their little errand boy. I wasn't gonna let them take the shit. But then they got butt naked and jumped in the lake. And I remember at the time being like, you know, like my little ass tiny little boy penis. And they were like, get in, dork. And I was like, I'm not showing my penis. It's not full developed yet. I was so nervous. My little short tiny penis. But in retrospect, really weird uncles jumping in the lake together naked. Like I was like, I'm not the weirdo. You guys were definitely, yeah, weirdos. Yeah, but I, but um, but that 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 uh, Lake Dullivan memory singed into my brain. I was probably, I got. I want to know how young I was. Maybe nine, ten, something like that. Because mm. we were out late. Maybe that was the first time I ever tasted it. Okay, but drunk wasn't until I was fifteen. Yeah, wasted. Yeah, that was. Definitely 14, 14, I was wasted. 16 for me. I and what was what, what'd you do? Uh stole a bunch of yeah, just same same shit. Just stole a bunch of booze out of the liquor cabinet. Uh went and uh drank with some friends. And then um yeah, I just remember drinking a lot of vodka and then refilling it with water vodka. often. Yeah, that and was the, that, that's the go-to for young mm-hmm. kids. Flavored vodka. Oh, oh that, that. that became like a fad. Remember that became like a cool. So bad. But when we were in high school, flavored vodka became a thing because prior to that, it was just vodka. And then at some point they introduced like Smirnoff was like yep. raspberry yep. or, 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 um, apple. And yeah. Right. Right. Or, or what was it? Or, or uh, Bacardi, the rum company had like oh, Limon. Sure. Yeah. Or they, yeah. They made Bacardi. Limon, and I'll never forget. Cherry. Chicks loved Bacardi Limon. Oh, For some I? reason, they did. when I was in high school, all our girlfriends, so I had a big puffy winter Chicago jacket, and we used to go to this gas station liquor store up the street from my high school, 
and I would put it in the sleeves of my jacket because you couldn't tell. I would we'd have somebody distracting like a good looking girl, and I would put them in the sleeves of my jacket. Really? And when our oldest friend, our old this kid, I don't, Kevin, I don't want to say it. Kevin looked like he was eight. He looks like he was forty when we were sixteen. He would try to buy booze, and they'd give him hassle. I don't have my ID on me, right? Because you can't get in trouble. We all had that one friend who looked fucking forty. Oh, dude, it, yeah. it's unbelievable. Thank it, God for them. Yeah, he's well. God, God bless. God bless. Yeah. But he always would like try to buy booze. But if you didn't have an ID, the cops couldn't really bust you because it's like you weren't trying to buy booze illegally. You weren't using fake ID. You were just being yep. like, "Can I buy this?" No, you're not twenty one. It's like, oh, but I don't That's have my a ID. Great point. Yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was smooth. But he would try to boo- buy, buy booze, and we'd I'd put it in my sleeves of my jacket. And we'd sneak out. I had four bottles of Bacardi Limon in my jacket. We'd show up like kings to parties. That's what a, what a what a lo- what a loser! You're a loser. Do you remember? Do you remember the first time? Did you throw up the first time you got fucked up? Oh yeah, absolutely. Puked. Oh definitely. Yeah, definitely. I didn't drink vodka again for a while. Uh, first time I puked. You had to clean it out for a little while. Uh yeah, and I mean every time you know you've we've all been there when you when you have like one there, really fucked up night on oh, one yeah. particular booze. Is there a liquor you can't have anymore? Um like you're sober now. Gold Schlager. Gold Schlager is the one you can never have again. Can't do it. Why? You got so I fucked got up on Gold so Schlager. So much Gold Schlager one night. Well, I can't have any of them now. You can. Unfortunately. You can, but you're no no no, you're clean. I mean I'm putting it right in yeah, front yeah, of you. Yeah, so yeah. rude. I but know. This is gonna be tough. <laughs> it starts sneaking towards you as a this, show. By the way, Buffalo Buffalo Trace. Okay. Yeah, good stuff. Good sauce. I like it. <sighs> Yeah, bourbon's great. I man. like Kentucky bourbon. I like American um, bourbon. I saw an ad today for um, Irish single single cast malt uh, Irish whiskey. They wanted five hundred dollars for Get the bottle. Fuck. Get fucked. That's that was one, the slogan. That's what I don't do. I don't do Irish whiskey. Why? But I've never been able to do Irish whiskey. Uh, it, it's just it. Uh, it's never agreed with me. Couldn't agree more. I. Well, it's not. I it's definitely not my favorite. It. Yeah. I can't fucking stand it. It's the one that makes me just. Do you like scotch? I love scotch. Oh my god! At the comedy store, that's all I would drink for years. It was scotch. Glen Livet. Glen yeah, but you always buried it well. When you were drinking at the store, I never really, really knew you buried it very well. Yeah, I was a, I was a big drunk. You're a proper uh, but alcoholic. I, yeah, I was a proper alcoholic. But I in a way that long wasn't. Line you, but you were never threatening. You were never. No. no. That's the thing is like people have Jekyll and Hyde syndrome sometimes, mm-hmm. and I have friends. You never had that. No, I never, never saw you upset in a in that way. Never. I never saw you angry in that way. I never saw you. Yeah, I I never really had that problem. Who? So who who in your family was drunks? Oh, my father, my grandfather, my uh, grandmother. Yeah, the, did my any whole of them get sober side. or no? Uh, my dad did. Uh, my dad did for he went to Betty Ford. Yeah, the famous, famous Betty Ford cured him. Uh, yeah, he never drank again, but uh, he got into pills. Those are way more fun. I know. Easy to do. Pop your it dad was into Coke, right? Coke. Yeah, that's Coke. why I had to stop drinking. Coke, but I also think Coke, but I also think other everything. Sure. Coke, I think, was the catalyst for my my dad's uh, party. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think it was just like that was the beginning of who knows what we get the into. Night. Yeah. Yep. Which I, if you hung out with anybody who's done cocaine, it makes sense. Myself. Coke is kind of like a. This is a. We'll get to Z, but I'm gonna mm. do. I'm gonna do a BCD lot of a. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna do a, yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna do you're gonna do all sorts of shit together. I think that was his. I remember when you know he'd been so, he'd been sober for a long time, and I was 23 maybe, mm. and he was like, you know, let's go out. You know, you we can hang out somewhere, and we went out. I was 22. I'm sorry, uh-huh. and it was at a 
a bar by the house and I was playing pool and he was like, oh, you want a beer? And I was like, yeah, but I felt weird about it. That was the first time I felt weird. Huh. I was, he bought me a Miller Lite. 20 to two or three. Yeah, yeah I felt weird because I was like, I didn't want to drink in front of him. Right. And it was this really existential crisis that I was like, should I not? And he was very adamant that I learned later in year in my life about addicts that they're like, they no, don't change do your life just because I've changed my life. That would be more fucked up. Mm-hmm. For me. So I had a couple of beers, but I remember the whole time feeling guilty or weird about the whole sure, thing. That's and I was normal. like, why am I having a fucking beer in front of me? But yeah, no, that wasn't because that wasn't the issue. Yeah. There's a million other issues, you know? That's relatable. Yeah. That led that's to why thing. I had to stop drinking. Yeah. I mean that and it runs deep in my family, which is like Rogan always makes fun of me. He's like, Oh, you fucking you fucking drunk. I was like, I can go a long time without drinking. Just I enjoy it. Yeah, sure. But it it doesn't cripple me in a way where I'm like, oh, if I don't have one, I'm fucked. You know, like I talked to Swartzy on the podcast here. Oh, he came on, and Nick, I love him. Nick I'm is Nick is happy that he's cleaned out of that shit. Yeah, thank God. But the difference also was this is what's crippling and unfortunate about booze. He was never a bad dude on booze. Never. Oh my God, he was so fun. That's the last what sucks, time you before know? this one when I went on the wagon for about a year and a half. Yeah. Before this last, I've been through up. all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah, there. Yeah. I've been there. I've been, yeah, I, I'm waiting, seating in the wings. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the last time I drank uh, to send me on that uh, uh, wagon tour was uh, with Swordson in Montreal and just drinking in the airport. Yep. Drinking in the airport, drinking on the airplane, on the plane, drinking, drinking in the airport land, on the way back. Yeah, yeah. And then right to Barney's and then all night at Barney's. And then the next day. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, I'm taking a year and a half off. Well, he can he can go. But yeah. that that's the unfortunate thing. It doesn't it doesn't choose like when you're like, oh, this is my rock bottom. The unfortunate thing is some people, they're just like still fun dudes. Yeah. And there is no like I know. I fucked a I fucked a dude and I yeah. choked out a midget yeah. and I fucking lit a house on fire. It's like sometimes they're like, no, nah, I just I'm good at drinking. That that's that's been my balance of like if I can teach myself how to just control it in terms of because if it was up to me, I could responsibly drink when I know I can all the time. Right. But I know it's just not healthy. Yeah. I, that's of all course. it is. If if I knew that it wouldn't ever it wouldn't always inevitably lead to cocaine, I would still be drinking today. You love cocaine. When I drink, yeah, it's always me. a good idea. You, you love cocaine. I can't help it. Yeah. How much? How much cocaine could you do in one night? I mean, in my p. Oh God, a lot. You know, a what's lot. a lot? I don't know. I don't do cocaine. Um, definitely, I've I've had uh I've had instances where I've done well more than a than an eight ball you by know? yourself. Yeah. Um, but. But that's the dangerous. That's the really dangerous part. Is if you take a lot of time off, you can't do what you right you once did. But you when you were to, doing that much, but that's you, when I was doing a lot. Were you drinking of, that much too? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was terrible. And then I'd fucking drive myself to urgent care or take an Uber to urgent care in the later years. Uh, Wait, and, really? Oh yeah. Wait, why would you go to urgent care? So many care? times because I thought I was having a heart attack. One time I was actually having a heart attack <laughs> at Cedar Sinai. They said you had a minor heart attack. Wait, so, so I was give like, me an example of the time you went to Cedars. Yeah, tell me. Uh, tell me I drove to Cedars, and I thought for sure I was having a heart attack. Yep. And I got there, and they hooked me up to an EKG, and the guy told me, you had a minor heart attack. And I, I came clean. I told him I was 
I did some cocaine. This is why Jewish people shouldn't do coke. Oh, yeah. Like, I've had a heart oh, attack. Yeah, I'm panicking. Yeah, exactly. I'm losing it. Oh, my God. It's the worst. <laughs> Wait, I the have other horrible times you anxiety. To, you went to urgent care. How many times have you gone to urgent care on At coke? least eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> You've done eight or nine times the urgent care because of coke? And what do they say? They send you to fuck off. They fuck you off. They're like, get out of here, you dummy. Uh, no, I mean, usually uh, I, I, I've only been honest about why. I just said I think I'm having a panic attack. Uh, and uh, they'll give me something to help me calm down or whatever. But, no offense uh, <laughs> to anybody. But this is why I think we might beat this corona thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, I dude, I, it might take us. I might be dead from it in a month, and I'm sorry I'm saying it now. But, like, fuck me. The amount of times that I've... I've had too much sauce in my body and ended up in a place. Dude, I woke up in a park bench in Tempe at a bus stop with throw up all over the place. And I woke up and I was like, what happened? But I lived. I was like, I think I might beat this Corona thing. I had those. I had so many of those bad nights when I was in college. I partied way too hard in college. Did you have a check your pulse uh, eat by yourself in a room somewhere. Have you ever I, had that? I, 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 every no, time I did sit come. down in a room for like an hour and you're like, oh yeah, fuck, I do that where I'm like, done that, the done slow that. breathing, yeah. and then I'm like, oh god, I've done that when I'm too fucked up. Face. I do that. I used to do that all the time when I was too drunk and too high. If I was too mm-hmm. drunk and too high, I would, I would sit down somewhere. I, I'll never forget. I was in this apartment complex with my buddy. I won't name names, dude. You named like, all the names. Yeah, but I can't this way. Okay. He was fucking yacked out of his fucking mind. And he was like, yeah. he used to play guitar. He used to play a, a fucking acoustic guitar. People would come over and he'd be like, he's like, you want to hear uh, Dave Matthews? And he would fucking, Absolutely not. Dude, and he would just strum it and bleed. He would bleed all over the oh guitar. I'm not kidding. And I remember we I ripped this bong with these two other dudes. It's like one of those um, um, gravity bongs. That's yeah, what they're called. Yeah. I ripped a gravity bung after we'd already been toasted out of our head on sauce. And I sat in the guest in the second room in one of their free rooms in the apartment. And I had a panic attack for like 20 minutes. I was like, I'm going to die, but I don't want to die in front of my buds. Right. <laughs> I was like, I want to die in this room. So I just freaked out the whole fucking time. And that was one of those moments where you're checking your pulse. And yeah, the guitar guy. <laughs> it's like, you want to hear... All along the watchtower, but Dave Matthews version and uh, coked up girls were like, "Yeah, do it, play it." And they were fucking out of their head, and he would bleed. He'd strum so hard, he would bleed out of his fingers. Those were the days. <laughs> ASU, baby, the best school in the country. Could you beat it? So, so answer me one question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you really see as the future for you? In the business of comedy. Oh, I have no fucking idea. Man. No, no, but give I, me I, some I semblance know. of an idea. I don't know, man. What's uh, a dream gig then? Uh, Say it. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna maybe you know I'd like to produce maybe just I I don't know, man. You're not smart enough, dude. You're a stupid. I, I I am, no, but sweep, no, I don't know boy. what else the fuck to do, man. No, you will make content in comedy. You are very very good at it. I think I think so. I think I'd be a good producer. I think so. That that to me, <clears throat> if you had a. You know, what's what's the white whale? What's the big land? Like, what would be the thing where you go, you know what would be really cool to do? That. Produce film or produce television? Or? Yeah, film. Yeah. Yeah, film. That's I love because, film. But it's because you're a Hollywood kid. Yeah, I am. It's weird to grow up here and love It is bizarre shit. a little bit. It's You have it's Hollywood in your, in, your, in your blood, In my too. veins and in my blood. Who's your Hollywood blood? Say it. My Hollywood blood? Yeah, who's in your family is in Hollywood? Uh, Nobody. No one in Hollywood? No, no one? In, no one. Nobody. But it's just embedded in you. It is. I've born always, and raised in this bullshit. I was born and raised in this horse shit. And uh, it's just what I've always loved. I've always yeah. loved movies and uh, television. Who would be the who would be the one 
director you'd want to work with? David Lynch. David Lynch. It's my guy. I love David Lynch, but he's I think he's done. After uh He might have one more after the remake him. of um Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks, I yeah. I loved it. You love the remake too. I fucking loved it. Great. Yeah. Great. I loved it. Uh I love him and Kubrick and uh not, you're not gonna make anything. I don't with Kubrick. think I'm gonna be working with Kubrick. Yeah, not gonna happen. Who's your guys? Or girls. Could be a girl. Mm, no, but it's not. No, <laughs> who would be the? Who would be? Who? Would, who? What would be? I. It's over. But uh, I would want over. No, I mean in this regard, I would. I would be a fucking. I would be a a, a homeless background walk by for Scorsese. For Fuck sure. yeah! I would be a. Um, I literally. I would be a guy who like tops off the gas in the background of a scene for Scorsese. I fucking. I would do anything for, sure. for that guy. Yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. That would have been the guy. For me, moving forward, I don't know. There's a million young, talented, young, talented. But I yeah. mean, if you're talking about the history of what I loved about movies, yeah. I mean, that would have been, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that or like, uh, I wish I was in a Penny Marshall film because that's my childhood. Okay. I wish I was in a Big. John Hughes film because that was my childhood. Yeah, like, definitely. Uh, those are all things that I can't get back. Right. Well, they're all dead. You know, like not all of them, but a lot of the people that I love when I was a kid, they're gone. No, they're it's not, true. Or they're not making movies anymore. I know. So for new filmmakers, I mean, fuck, there's a million of them. I don't know. Like, I, I, Jordan Peele, I think is, is is a G, and he's in, comes from our world. So like, yeah, I, I don't get it. You don't like Jordan? Um, no. I, I everyone was losing their fucking shit over for Get Out. Um, get Out. And I, I well, thought it was. Do you all think right? it has anything to do with you not liking black people, or is that what it is? No, I don't think that's because it entirely. You do hate black people. <laughs> no, I don't like. I do, but in fairness, no. I love the Twilight Zone, what, but, but I don't here, like horror. I, I don't right. really like that. I guess what I mean is, I think. I'm proud of a guy who comes from our world. I love Key and Peele. I thought so that, that was hilarious. So that, that, that's why I love him so much. Like, there's a yeah. million great directors. But I think Jordan is dope because who's a... It's pretty rare, dude, to make that shift. You know, like... Right. Only a few guys have even tried No, you're it. absolutely Bobcat, right. Bobcat is yeah. a director now who's a great director. And Bobcat Goldthwaite, if you yeah. don't know who that is, was a pheno- is a phenomenal comedian. My f- the favorite comedy of all time. Phenomenal. Windy but, City but there's so many guys that don't make that transition. That's a hard... Yeah. So I guess that's what it is. For me, it's like, it'd be cool to, to fuck with somebody who came from where we come from, comedy-wise. Yeah. He's not a stand-up, but it's our world. So I don't know, man. I don't know who right. my, like... Um, and I'm not even being political. I really don't know who I would go. Oh, Tarantino would be fun, but like, yeah. he's isn't he done? He's done, right? And he's he got he's, one left. Yeah, and I ain't getting those Safety brothers. They're fucking the shit. I loved Uncut Gems. You didn't like no, it? No, 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 no. It's not that I didn't like it. It's like you know, you would like that because you're, you know, you're one. Uh, yeah, of, you're one of them. I'm one of what? I'm you're a kike. Them. I'm a dirty. What did you say? Nose kike. What did you say? <laughs> don't say that. That's not funny or cool at all. Sandler, he did that. <gasps> Dude, Look what happens when you pull out money with these guys. They lose their mind. I'm fucking drooled a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, they're good too. No, they're dope too. I just, I like, I don't think that's like my, when you go like, what would be the, who would be the thing? I could, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I what don't. What do you have left to do? Dude, by the way, go watch Dave. It's yeah. fucking great. Go watch, watch it. Wednesday uh, nights on FXX and on Hulu on Thursday. Watch the first, I watched the first three episodes. Did what you? Dave, uh, it's on, it's on FXX, F- right? FXX and on Hulu on Thursdays. Uh, I watched the first three episodes. It was fucking yeah, hilarious. It's fun. Great it's a fun job. Show. Four episodes. It's great. Say you watched four. Uh, but I didn't. Say, I watched say, three. Just say it because it's okay. I watched four episodes. There it is. Dave. Fourth episode came out on Wednesday. Oh fuck! Holy yeah. shit! I'm all it came caught out today. up. Did it really? Yeah, today's oh, Wednesday. Okay, yeah. well there you go. Um, yeah, it was fun. I'm doing that, and then I hope to God I can get back to touring. 
I hope you will. God. Come on, man. Okay, man. Well, you know what? I can't. Oh wait, call you called you. the last one. Hmm. I don't want. I hope you didn't call this one because you called the the bubble. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, let's do this thing. Uh, um, all comics are all. Yeah, comics come on here and they plug dates. Can you plug some pretend dates into the camera real fast? Yeah, I'm gonna plug be. I'm going to be. Wait, at, hold on. Let, let me set it up properly. Where are you gonna be? Where are you gonna be performing? What's going on? Uh, I'm gonna be at Fuck Nuts this weekend. Oh, in, dude, Fuck Nuts uh, is so good. Yeah, Wichita, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite clubs. Dude, it's the you're best. doing two, four shows, two shows, four shows at Fuck Nuts in Wichita. Love it. And then I'm doing uh, uh, Chuckle Butts in. Uh, when is that? Sheboygan. Well, and, and Sheboygan is open. The one in Schaumburg closed down. What? I know, don't you? Corona? No, uh, me too. It's Corona time. It's Corona time. <laughs> corona, Corona, Corona. No, man, the one in Schaumburg closed down. The Get out. Yeah, Why? Yeah. Wait, because of those brothers didn't show up? The what meat. the fuck? Oh, yeah, our two favorite brothers, our two favorite comedy brothers. <laughs> We're never going to remember. Adam and I will though. never be able to remember, but we had two comedy, <laughs> two twin comedy brothers. By the way, I shouldn't say this, but this is the greatest, the greatest joke. There's a comedy duo called the Sklar Brothers are at the store all the time. Great dudes. David Tell had the funny, and they say this. The Sklar Brothers always quote this. Uh, the greatest and most hurtful intro that Dave Attell has ever given to the Sklar Brothers. He goes, uh, give it up for the Sklar Brothers. I didn't know boring came in monotone. <laughs> in stereo. Oh, I fucked, fucked up the joke. Up. In stereo. Dude, Attell in called stereo. me yesterday. I apologize. Uh, I'm sorry. Top five up. all time. Yeah. Attell. I didn't know it came in stereo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The comedy right now needs to come back because of what's going on. There's so many good comics right now. Yeah. I hope at the very least people, this whole thing puts things into perspective and people stop fucking worrying about words well how about this uh, i think after this thing happens people won't that's the beauty i think people will be like just give me comedy let's let's just have a good time yeah i think the restrictions will be uh, a little bit less i think so but i just uh, i think people are going to be you know instead of the yonder bag for the cell phones you're going to have people you're going to hand out masks well, after this, I'm going to go take a long look at that death rate because I don't buy what you're fucking saying. Oh, dude, I put people. it up on the Internet. It's on the Internet. It's not me. I didn't do it. You're not going to die. And if you do. Why'd you say it? Like th- well, that, because I, I felt weird because maybe you yeah. maybe you do die. Um, speaking of which, mm. let's shift it real quick before we're done. Yeah. So the other day I was looking on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, bored, sifting through all the shit. Sure. And I went back to some of Brody Stevens' old tweets. Oh. And it's, if you don't know Brody Stevens, he's a great comic. He unfortunately passed away. Um, and I got the call from you. Right? Yes, you. you I had ca- to call. You called me. I had to call everybody. And uh, that was a bogus call. Um, but I think in lieu of... Uh, fucking dude he would have been losing his fucking mind right now (laughs) can you imagine (laughs) me tipping over the mic and be like santino no no, i'm talking about the corona i know know the corona (laughs) shit no but in lieu of all that stuff somebody said um man this is a perfect time for stay-at-home online comedians and i I was like brody would have flourished murdered he would have killed brody would have been the guy that (laughs) Wrote 50, 50 of the best jokes of the day. Absolutely, he would have trended so hard Our, on fucking Twitter. He was a guy who would come through Tempe when I first got there a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Who would he open for? No, he would just come for like, like bullshit mics. Oh, and right, stuff. right, but he never, he never, he never got a chance. At, yeah, I don't think he did. Did you, open any see, for did anybody. you see any young guys that that were opening for somebody that later? Jesselnick. Jesselnick came and opened for? for Brian Posehn. 
Oh, what a weird pair. Yeah, Bill Burr. He was like MC. He was like, it was like that, um, the uh, Ashy. No, no, it wasn't. It was the Charlie Murphy tour. Charlie and Murphy. I remember he would go up first and nobody knew who the fuck Bill Burr was. And I was like, it's fucking unbelievable. Were they, was he well received or no? Uh, he always did well, but, but I, mean, I remember crowd, seeing the, him and I was like, so the crowd is he's like, going to be, huge. he's already unbelievable. Yeah, dude. And then, you know, Donnell killed and then Charlie, you know, God Charlie's dead, soul. Dude. Yeah, okay, he, so be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, but, but that, so, so bird, that's a good, that's some good name. Jesselnick. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that specifically. I never um, got to open it. For I remember anybody. like BJ Novak opening up for like Bob Saget or something. Right. There was a slew of guys that opened for Bob. Yeah. Like, a, like a, there was a oh, bunch yeah. of different young um, comics that got to open up for that's Bob. That's a good point. That finally like kind of cracked from that. Yeah. Same thing with like, um, Polly. I probably would bring up so many guys. I mean, Polly, everyone, a lot of guys that we know opened for Polly over the years. Yeah. And they became. Did they? Who? Oh, Ren is easy. Didn't, didn't, didn't. Bobby open for Polly? Oh yeah, Bobby yeah. for sure. Yeah. What do you mean? Ingram. Yeah. yeah. There's some there's some fucking hitters in there. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Watch your tone. No, that's bitch. a good point. That's Watch a good point. Watch your fucking tone, bitch. <laughs> 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 no, just the comedy circuit has a weird way of and I'll tell let me tell one quick story because it just came into my head because of the booze. There's a comedian named Billy Gardell. Billy played Mike Mike from Mike and Molly with sure. um why can't I think of her name? Melissa oh, McCarthy. Yeah, Melissa. And I, I will say the, the the coolest thing he ever did. I walked in his green room the first time I ever featured because I never got to feature anybody on the road. That's what I was trying to say to you before mm. was nobody took me on the road. Back then, it was just a different... It was hard to get in. It was hard to get on the road with somebody. It's tough. You know? Rogan's great with that. Bobby, well, Bobby now, was actually really good with now that. Now have changed. Yeah. But Bobby back, was always good about that. Well, now I'm a headliner and I fucking open for Rogan now. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's like, I'll great. open for him now because I love yeah. him. And, but back then, I never, I never got a chance. When I was a real feature, I never got to feature. Mm. And... Uh, I just, nobody linked up with me. And Billy Aww. Gardell, Billy, well, it was fine. I was better than most of the headliners. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. You really were. No, but, but it was just, Billy Gardell let me headline, let me open for him. They were like, oh, there's a guy from, well, that's cool. from LA. So he let me open for him. And I got to tell you, the coolest thing he ever did, I went inside the green room and Jimmy Schubert was in there. I didn't know Jimmy Schubert at all. And <clears throat> Billy had like five or six people that like came into the green room mm -hmm. to hang out. And I immediately got up and started to walk out because I got nervous. I was like, oh, dude, I'm, I got to get the fuck out of here. I have no business being in here. Right. It's his room. I was quietly sitting in the corner by myself. And then when they came in, I fucked off because that used to be the rules, man. Yeah. Play by the rules. Exactly. Billy, like, grabbed me by the shoulder. Or, like, oh, he grabbed me by the neck. I remember he grabbed me by the neck and he's like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go fuck off and get a drink or eat some food or something and whatever. He's like, why? I was like, oh, I just I'll get out of here. You guys have the room. And he was like, no, sit down. And uh, one of his buddies had taken the seat that I had got up from and he was like, are you, are you getting up because these guys are here? And I was like, yeah, I don't need, I, I can get out of here. I was being, you know, very yeah, cordial. Yeah. And he goes, no, that's insane. And he told, points to his buddy, he goes, get the fuck up. He was sitting there and he goes, you don't leave just because these guys are here. You're a comedian. This is our room. You're that is here. so fucking cool. Yeah. Billy Gardell. I, I will say that one of the coolest fucking, and it was just, you know, I, he could tell that I was you know, trying to be like, oh, I should get out. There's no, I, I'm the feature. I shouldn't be in this room. That was the old rules. Now, you know, the fucking feature will do an extra 40 minutes. What a like, fucking great What dude. did I do? Yeah, yeah exactly. Fucking. I love hearing stories like that. Billy Gardell is such a fucking He's cool dude. He's a good dude. dude. He's such a cool dude and did that. And he was so genuine about it that he was like, no. And his buddy was like, what? I, he, he was getting up. And he's like, no, get the fuck. He's like, he was sitting there. I He just did the thing that I wish it happened more today. Yeah. Like a, 
hey, man, we're all a part of this game. There's a thing, you know, it's a respect thing. But anyway, I'll never, I will never forget that. Of all the things, of all the people I've worked with that are way, way above me, those are one of, that's one of those moments where I was like, that dude's a good dude. Yep. He's a, love hearing that, love seeing. Yeah. And he's Tempe, the greatest dudes that came through there. It was Schimmel for sure. Colin Quinn, David Tell. Colin Quinn, fuck um, me. Spade. Spade's great to everybody. Who? Spade. Who is Spade? Yeah, he's good. Dang, dang David. It. David. David. I love him. By the yeah. way, I've done a few episodes. I'm going to keep doing more. Go watch David Spade's show on Comedy yeah, Central. Please Adam watch is one of the, one of the uh, you're a producer on that Booker. show? Booker. Booker? Yeah, Booker. Well, that's a producer, isn't it? No. Just a Booker. <laughs> watch the show on Comedy yeah, Central. Watch it. It's a Go great show. It. No, genuinely. I do think it's fucking phenomenal. It's there, good. there, There is some great comics that they put on that. They feature a lot of people. They do it differently than most shows of that ilk um go see adam at the chuckle fuck hut fuck nuts the fuck nuts and um go some at, at, at farty farty farty's magooby farty magooby farty magooby farty magooby is in uh is in pacoima is out here <laughs> so go see the guy go to his website i'm a jew com <laughs> and uh check him out all right here's how we end the episode you have to look in the camera all right and you have to say a word or a phrase to end the episode and you have to wait till I get off. You say one word or one phrase. You can think about it right now while I sip this whiskey. But you're ending the episode. A word or a phrase from Adam Egan. And this is embedded on the internet forever. So think for a second. Don't say it yet. Okay. A word or a phrase. Okay. I'm walking away. Go ahead. Death rate. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger, I like gingers.